production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Not Lukewarm podcast with me, Deanna Bartolini. And I am excited to be with you here today. We are going to be talking about mercy. In particular, we're going to be talking about the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. So the next two podcasts after this are interviews with two different authors of books uh, who And both topics deal with this notion of extending mercy to others. And so the Catholic Church teaches us about two different types of works of mercy, corporal, which are having to do with the body, and spiritual, which have to do with the soul. So we're going to go over those just briefly so that you have some sense of idea that when when we're told to go out and be the hands and feet of Christ, to serve others as he would serve them, to do good in the world. Well, those are all great comments, right? But what can we actually hold on to? And so I think the corporal and spiritual works of mercy give us some direction, right? Give us some guidelines. And so just briefly, we're going to go over all of the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. So The corporal works of mercy, as I said, have to do with the body. And those are to feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, shelter the homeless, visit the sick and the imprisoned, and bury the dead. Let's go over each of those individual, okay? Individually, sorry. So we're going to feed the hungry. There are many ways that you can do this. One of the most basic ways would be to stop wasting food. A little more involved would be to buy buy food uh, that you then donate to your local food banks. You can donate money to the food banks. And if you really wanted to go out and feed the hungry, you can cook food, prepare sandwiches or meals and distribute them where you know homeless people are or work in a soup kitchen, someplace where there's a homeless shelter. So that's another way that you can actually go out and feed the hungry. And then the next, give drink to the thirsty. So very similar, right? Um, Clean water is something that here in America, we very, very much take for granted. I turn on the tap and voila, water. It's not always like that in all parts of the world. And I think one of the ways that we can very actively help others, again, is by not wasting, by not wasting water that we use. Um, There are also many, many good clean water projects that you can help. That would also be something good that you can do. One thing that I always do is I always carry water with me in a non-disposable container. So I try to not only make sure I have water that I can drink, but also that the water that I do take when I go out and about uh, is in a reusable container. Something else that you might want to consider doing, again, this depends on you and where you live, but maybe carrying water bottles in a cooler in your car to give to homeless people. 
Or maybe you want to leave, if you get a lot of packages delivered, leave a cooler with waters outside your door so that when your packages get delivered, the person delivering them can have a drink of cool water as well. Shelter the homeless. Well, there are many, many people we know who do not have homes to live in. And they live on the streets, they live in their cars. One of the things that you can easily do is donate to those shelters, donate things that uh, maybe you decide to change the bedding in your house or to just get new towels because you want new towels, not that they're worn out. So you can donate those to homeless shelters. You can donate cleaning supplies, food, blankets, whatever they need. And I think it's always good to find out what they need and not make assumptions, right? All right, another corporal work of mercy. Visit the sick. Who likes being sick? Nobody likes being sick. But we should, as much as we can, take care of sick people. Visit them, send a note, call them, bring them food if you can, whatever it is that you can do. Especially if if the illness they have is not necessarily contagious, but just a difficult situation. Maybe they had, uh, a friend of mine recently had knee surgery. So a group of us brought her meals because it was really hard for her to cook because she couldn't stand. So just things like that. There are always ways that we can we can help people, right? Visit the prisoners. All right, now, why are we being nice to prisoners? Well, because everyone who is a human being is created in God's image and likeness and worthy of our respect. Now, not everyone can go into prison. It's not just like going to the mall. Um, but many uh, organizations serve prisoners and you could help those organizations. You can certainly pray for people who are in prison and you can certainly donate things. Again, if that is something that God puts on your heart to help those who are incarcerated, then search out some prison ministries and see how you can help. Bury the dead, another corporal work of mercy. We don't really like to think about death, right? We don't, you know, it's, it's not fun. Um, but unfortunately, death is a part of life. Now, as Christians, we believe that when we die, we eventually go to heaven to be with God and to all those who've gone before us in faith. But we still need to reach out to the people who are left behind. Even people with strong faith, when someone we love dies, we're sad. We're, we're sad. And it may sometimes be difficult to know what to say. And if you really don't know what to say, you can say that to the person that just lost someone. I don't know what to say. So I'm going to sit here with you. And if you want to talk, I'll listen. Sometimes that's all you need to do. Not talking and being present can be a huge comfort to people. And I think it's one that sometimes we forget that is still something to do, even though it doesn't seem like a very active something to do. The other thing that you can do is when people you know have died, if you are able, go to the wake, go to the funeral, send the family a card, reach out to people. Again, it's a little uncomfortable at first, but I think it's something that the more you do it, the more it becomes something that you want to do out of care and concern for the people who are still living. And then uh, give alms to the poor. So basically we're gonna help the poor. We're gonna help those who don't have everything that they need. We're gonna help those people who don't have everything that they need. And I think that is a really important thing that we can do to serve other people. Now the next set of 
works of mercy or the spiritual works of mercy. And these are a little trickier, maybe. They're less obvious, but uh, we're going to talk about them. So the first one is instruct the ignorant. And now you might be thinking, oh, great, I'm going to tell everybody what they're doing wrong. No, not so much. First of all, what does ignorant mean? Ignorant means someone who doesn't know something. It doesn't mean someone who is stupid. It doesn't mean someone who is, you know, just not quite as good as you. It just means someone who doesn't know something about some particular topic. So for example, I am not really a great math person. So I don't really know a lot about algebra and geometry and things like that. I'm ignorant about that. I'm ignorant about a lot of things in this world. I don't know how to surf. I don't know how to fly a plane, right? So one of the things that when we talk about instructing the ignorant is to do it with kindness. And really our call as Catholic Christians is to teach others about the church, but to teach with love, not out of an air of superiority, but with love the way Jesus did. So I think that's something to think about. So we, it's good to share your faith with those who don't know about your faith. Counsel the doubtful. So what does that mean to counsel people? Well, you know, to give advice or to help someone. Um, and often we think that if a person has faith, they shouldn't doubt. And I don't really think that that's true. So doubting in and of itself is not bad. It would be bad or not really helpful if you kept all those doubts to yourself and didn't talk to anyone. And so if someone is doubtful, then go to someone that you trust and the person will give you some counsel, they'll give you some advice, some information to get you over whatever it is you're thinking about and you're not sure about. And again, when we do counsel the doubtful, always kindness is so important so important. The next one, admonish sinners. Oh, again, oh, goody, goody. I get to tell everyone they're being bad. No, not so much. Um, admonish, just, you know, admonish sinners. Well, we're all sinners. And if you didn't know that, I'm sorry for shocking you today. But we are all sinners. And we all do things that are wrong. And sometimes, though, we might see someone about to do something wrong that maybe they don't realize is wrong. And we can gently say, hey, do you really mean to do that? And then tell them why it isn't the right thing to do. And again, it's not about beating people up, but it's about telling them with care and concern that what they're doing is not the right thing in the eyes of God and that it would be helpful if they didn't do it. Now, if a person is committing a sin over and over and over again, it's really not helpful to keep repeating yourself over and over and over again. You tell the person once, maybe you have two conversations about it. But then after that, you've said your piece, you've done your best. And so then you need to move on until that person maybe comes to you. And maybe then you will have the opportunity to counsel the doubtful rather than admonish the sinner. The next spiritual work of mercy is comfort the sorrowful. This is tough. It doesn't mean to pretend that they're not sad or that we want their sadness to go away. But it means again, the idea that we accept the sorrow, we accept the person, and we just spend time with them. Share your presence with them. Share your love with them. Let them know that they are not alone. You don't need to fix whatever the problem is, and you might not be able to fix the problem. 
Sometimes, many times, all the other person needs is a listening ear and kindness, and that will give them great comfort. The next one, uh, bear wrongs patiently. Well, that doesn't sound like any fun at all, doesn't it? Because I know when I'm annoyed with someone, I really like to let them know about it. And what we're really called to do is to be patient. So very rarely do people hurt us on purpose. It happens. I'm I would be a foolish person to say people never hurt people on purpose. Of course it happens. But oftentimes we get annoyed at things that people have said or done and they did not necessarily mean to do it. And so we don't need to retaliate. We certainly can. And it's always helpful to tell people when they've hurt you or upset you. But again, how are we going to tell them? How are we going to tell them that what they did or said hurt our feelings, or was disrespectful. It's not about being rude and yelling back. You know, the the most disconcerting thing to people who are angry with you and yelling at you is if you simply reply quietly. It disarms the argument. So when you have patience with people, it teaches them, first of all, that you're willing to listen, but you're not willing to be yelled at or, you know, be abused in any way, emotionally, verbally, certainly not physically, any of those things, right? So yeah, we should bear wrongs patiently, but it does not mean that we should allow people to be abusive to us. Just keep that, keep that in mind as well. Then the next one, forgive offenses willingly. Again, it kind of goes back to the same as bear wrongs patiently, right? You know, my, my grandchildren, when they were very little and they would get super excited, they would often hit my head with their head. And it doesn't feel good, does it? If you've ever gotten hit by a baby's head, it hurts. They don't mean to do that, right? <laughs> they really don't. Um, and we would never think about getting back at that person. We just, we just get, we don't get back at the baby for banging their head against ours. Well, sometimes people are like that too. They don't do what they're doing on purpose. So, If we can forgive them, it's helpful. Now, sometimes people do things to us that are forgivable, but we don't want it to happen again. And so we don't need to spend time with people who constantly hurt us. That's not what Jesus wants us to do. But there's also the, the idea that we don't need to hold on to the things that have offended us. We don't need to put ourselves in the situation all the time and be repeatedly hurt or offended but we also to let go of them because in the end it hurts us it hurts us to hold on to those offenses and grievances that we have against others and then the last one praying for the living and the dead prayer is so important and prayer helps all of those around us it helps ourselves and it is one of the most wonderful gifts that we can give to people we can pray for people we know we can pray for people we don't know We can pray for people we love. We can pray for people we don't like. What it does ultimately is say that whatever problem is going on, whatever situation is happening, that we go to God because God is bigger and wants to hear all of our problems. He is bigger than any problem and he's always willing to listen to whatever it is we have to say to him. And so those, my friends, are the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. And as I said, the next two interviews I have next week is coming up uh, 
Laura Patangan. She is talking about her new book, Simple Mercies. And then um, the next is Anne DeSantis talking about her book, uh, Giving Care to the Marginalized. And I hope you enjoy those episodes very much. And so I'm going to leave you with this challenge for today, um, is that in looking at the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, look at them and think about which ones you would like to incorporate into your life on a regular basis. So maybe you're feeling a call to a ministry, a certain tug to help people. So look over those two lists of corporal and spiritual works of mercy and see if you feel a tug toward helping in any of those areas on a consistent basis. I hope you all have a wonderful week and always remember to live not lukewarm. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.